This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. But tonight, we're not talking about just The Flash. We're talking about The Arrow, and The Black Lightning, and The Legends of Tomorrow, and The Batwoman, and The Supergirl, and more. That's right, it is the final Crisis TV Talk can't believe this man we are here and of course i am here right now with you my name is Bo, and with me ladies and gentlemen my best friend in the multiverse right here mr matthew bell hello 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 and welcome to this the final crisis tv talk the final crisis <laughs> there actually was a final crisis and uh that was not crisis on that but hey you know what this is our, this this is likely to be our final crisis tv talk because i don't think we're going to get another crisis after this like this was something very very special and in keeping with the very special nature of this crossover this mega crossover event uh we are throwing the format out the window uh so we you know next week it'll be regular flash will be regular flash tv talk with all of the normal uh bumps and this and that and other and and breakdowns and everything but there's so much that has occurred here in this in this event as well as the last two episodes of the event that we're just we're just gonna kind of kind of dive in and see what happens. Um, yeah, Bell. Let's talk about how we watched it first, because we did something that we've never done before here, and that was kind of doing a live stream. Uh, each of us taking turns. Yes, yes. We uh, we each took one of the last two episodes and uh, basically just had a camera pointed at our face so that you guys could see our reactions to what we were watching uh, as we were watching it. And I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, we we got some you know good feedback and uh, you know a lot of people chiming in and, and giving their theories and things like that. And uh, you know and and I think I got to witness and now my face is forever plastered <laughs> on the internet as my reaction to like probably the biggest surprise. Of Dad, this entire... We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to uh, it. I hadn't said anything yet. I hadn't said anything yet. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. Yes. 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 You. You got the uh, the coveted uh, hour uh, from that standpoint. You. You took the first one. I took the second one. Uh, I. I do love man. It was great. It was such an interesting and and unique way to watch the show. And uh, you know we've live tweeted before, but this was something a little bit different. And so kind of jumping in the comment section during commercial breaks was a lot of fun. I noticed Bell. The comments that you always get when people see your face is they comment on your glorious beard and <laughs> how you look like this Viking king sitting back with your your wolf dog over you and your flash crown and everything. And and then when they look at me, they're like, huh, you look a lot different than you sound. And I don't know how to take that. I don't know. Yeah. I can only assume that I, I sound amazing and look terrible or I look amazing and sound terrible. And I don't know which one is more insulting. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but you know, if we look at the view counts versus you know my hour versus your hour, I am clearly the favorite. Uh, <laughs> well, and again, and, that's because you have the. I really, what I want to do, man, is I want to. I, I would love to actually pull uh, both these videos and kind of juxtapose them with the actual footage for some of the biggest moments. And uh, and that was the thing after the first half of the crisis. 
I think many of us really kind of thought the big moments, the big cameos, the uh, the surprises were kind of done with. And then the real thing that we were looking forward to is what is going to be you know, the climactic battle and ultimately the aftermath. And that was really what these two episodes were. They were the kind of the apocalyptic battle, the the true crisis moment, um, or at least I guess the, the crisis moment happened before the, but the two kind of uh, the, the big, the big fight we all knew was coming. And then also the aftermath, which I didn't even realize we were going to get so much an entire episode, essentially of aftermath, uh, the way they structured this bell was fantastic. And I, before diving into the moments and the big surprise and everything, like I got to give props here because this is such a convoluted story, but I love the way they structured it. It was handled very well from episode to episode. And I would argue even better in the back half than in the front half, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, it was uh, I, I, I'm really excited to kind of watch all five of them together to mm. see how it flows as like a big cohesive story, because, yeah, it you know, it was. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the front half being better than the back. I mean, there, there are definitely some crazy surprises in the in the back half that we will talk about later. Um, but, yeah, it just it was it was very fun and very well done. And I had a great time watching it. Uh, the, you know, yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> man, there's just so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So, so you know, the, the first half of it, we got these amazing cameos. We got such a, ma- a massive acknowledgement. And I talked a little bit about this after after my live stream, after the episode was done, I, I turned it off and I kind of, I kind of just like uh, emotionally vomited, essentially, like verbally <laughs> vomited, if you will, for like for like 10 minutes and kind of waxed poetic about what what this event has, what, what this event means and has meant and will mean for like the rest of uh, alternate comic book DC media. Uh, Because I think that since, and I think this is fair, I mean, there have been people that have wanted this for a long time, for sure, but I think ever since Robert Downey Jr. popped up at the end of The Hulk and told us that we were living in a connected Marvel universe, instantly everybody wanted something from DC like this. And not... Not in like a, hey, create a new movie universe that's that's connected. That's great, too. But like, look, no, no, no. What if DC television did this? Because DC television has been doing the live action work for, for generations. Like there is great content that has happened over and over and over again because of that relationship with Warner Brothers in particular. And, and so like, what if they could actually do what Marvel was then trying to do with what they have already laid the groundwork for? But it sounded like a risky thing. There was a lot of things that were kind of up in the air in terms of, you know, uh, who owns what, what can happen here. Uh, is that, you know, is that even respectful to, to do, to pay, to, to pull characters and, and, uh, and franchises that you had nothing to do with and pull them into your event? Is that uh, a little bit too uh, grandiose? Is it, is it too um, uh, self-serving in a way? And I think that that's a legitimate concern to go into this with because, Bell. They didn't they didn't hold any punches. They they went for everything they possibly could, arguably even animation by tapping uh, uh, Kevin with with doing um, with doing doing Batman, not his Batman per se, but to get the voice actor. I mean, that's about as close to pulling in the animated universe as you're going to be able to get. Yeah, yeah, like that. That was. I, I think that was just. You know, we obviously we can't have cartoons come on the live action show. No. I think. I think that was. You know, uh, something they weren't really going to mess around with. Uh, you know, it's like Spider Verse kind of did that right, um, but that's not something I think they were they were interested in. But they wanted to pay homage to that, like you said, and so I think this was the best way for them to do that was to get Kevin Conroy to come and Absolutely. play. Uh, you know, a, a version of Batman in this multiverse, and and it was good that they didn't especially with the choices that they made with Conroy's Batman, that they didn't make him like a, a live action version of uh, the, the animated Batman. Mm. They, they made him his own kind of Batman. I, I appreciate that they did that um, because I don't think I, I, I loved Conroy's performance and I loved what they did with that Batman character, but that's not, that's, that's obviously not the, uh, you know, Bruce Tim animated Batman character yeah, that we're exactly. dealing with. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm still torn on that decision they took, but I want to, I want to, honestly, I want to take that, like that feeling and just put it all the way to the side. Because what is amazing is that they did, they did it, man. They did connect all of these universes. And for this bright, shining moment, uh, uh, admittedly, bright, shining in a bad way, because as the shine was these red skies that were wiping them out. Uh, many people were were nervous going in. We saw in this event, we saw this in the first half, the death of the Earth 90 Flash, 
we saw uh, a conclusion to that story that that, con- that that story never actually got. It got it in this franchise, in, in, this, um, in this event. Um, and by the way, we, we made, made mention of this, I think, in a, a previous episode, and, and we want to let you know, too. And we'll, we'll mention this at the end of the episode as well. But, you know, what, what we, we really want to kind of acknowledge that this event has done something with the Earth-90 Flash that is... Uh, it's, I would even argue a little bit different from what they've done with everybody else. And that is they've canonized, like they have canonized him with, alongside the series in a very unique and very close way. And so Bell and I are wanting, <laughs> we're putting something out there to y'all, you know, with this podcast would not be possible without the supporters of our patrons at patreon.com slash TV talk. And we put in a new goal, uh, not not any kind of like crazy goal. It's kind of the next tier goal uh, for us to hit where we want to do basically a Earth 90 Flash TV talk, if you will, um, and basically go back and give that that show the full Flash TV talk treatment during the off season. Uh, but we need your help to do it. So head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. There's some great benefits for supporting the podcast that way. And by hitting that goal, you will have helped make that happen so that we can not just do a flash TV talk, but also an earth 90 flash TV talk, uh, that, that will, uh, yeah, give you some great content after the season, uh, finale here, but all that to say, man, great characters across the board that we got yeah. a chance to see. Yeah, and, and it's you know talking about like homages or homages, if you will, to like the other the other things. You know, we, we kind of got that with John Wesley Ship playing Henry Allen uh, as kind of hey, yeah, that you know, was he an was homage. The yes, yes, yeah. that was an homage. He, yeah, he was the original Flash. So like, and and that's a, that's a lot of times you see that, right? Like you know, uh, uh, what was it? Dean Cain uh, was on Small- everything. No, he no was, Dean- yeah, he was on Smallville. He was on Smallville. He was on Supergirl. He was like on every- Supergirl. Yeah, and you know that that's like a nod to his show, but they didn't bring Dean Cain Superman into this. They didn't um, bring him up to this. Of course, you know, why would you do this? But yeah, they didn't right, bring him right, for right, this. right. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> they didn't but, bring uh, him in for this. But yeah, I tell and, you what, man, they brought some people into this. They did. They did. We got John Wesley ship as his nineties flash. Like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, solidifying him in this universe, which was great. And I think we got another, uh, another flash here show up. Yeah. Which all was, right. Which was equally amazing. This is all right. More. So this is this is amazing. And so this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, so they they have pulled in all of these characters. Now, I would argue, and I think that that this is this can the, this might this might rub some people the wrong way. But you have to remember this: the the Superman Returns is a canonical continuation, or at least a ver, a, a version of a canonical continuation of Donner Superman. Are we? Yeah, are we it, it, agreed it, on this. From what I understand, it's supposed to be Superman three. Like it, it, uh, it takes place after Superman two. Exactly. And it, it uh, kind of like retcons the other ones out of existence. And uh, no, I mean, I would, that, so let's just say those take place on an alternate Earth. And okay, take, you okay, know what okay. I mean. Like it so yeah, diverges yeah, yeah. from that standpoint. But regardless, the idea is that that the Superman Returns Superman, which is also the Superman that the the Kingdom Come Superman that we got here, is essentially Donner Superman, which yes. means. For all intents and purposes, we actually had Donner Superman in this event. I love the way that they actually paid an homage there at the end. Uh, Here's the great thing about this, man. From that moment, by doing so, we were all super hyped because this was a tie not just with television, but also with film. We had a nod to uh, the um, Tim Burton Batman. Uh, Or not Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, Tim Burton Batman. Uh, in uh, in in a quick kind of throwaway crisis, uh, I think it was in either episode one or episode two uh, uh, scene. So the movies that had come before had all been canon. Now, a lot of these cameos, I, I, I don't know why I'm taking so long to build up here, but I think this, <laughs> this is important. This is important, though, because this is really, really important. I think a lot of us looked at that and we're like, yay, see, movies, part of the multiverse. And in our in our own kind of head canon, that means that all movies are part of the multiverse and that sort of thing, because they're not going to have the cojones to actually <laughs> tie this to the current DCEU. Are they? <laughs> Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Bell! <laughs> like, holy crap. And, and I, I talked about this, uh, you know, during a commercial break on my live stream of how absolutely amazing it was because I, I made the parallel between, you know, Marvel's TV shows and Marvel's movies. They always said, oh, it's all connected. And it really wasn't. I mean, like, sure. It never Sif- was. It yeah. never was like this. It never yeah. was like this. Like, sure, Sif showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, t- 
Tony didn't come down. No. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and you Captain got, you America got never Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Nick Fury, he came in for a couple episodes, but it's Samuel L. Jackson. He'll take a check for anything. So you don't even know if that's the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it, it just, it never felt like watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and seeing those cameos and things like that come in never didn't didn't even remotely feel as awesome and significant as it was seeing Ezra Miller's flash. On this was Crisis. huge bell. This was huge. Had no idea this was coming. I flipped out. And yeah. I was I remember at the time because I was not at that moment. I, I had you on mute and I'd put my phone down and while I was watching it. And I was you know checking in from the commercials and I was like, what has Bell seen this? <laughs> <laughs> I went back afterwards and took a picture of your face and put it up on Twitter when, from when that moment happened. Because, yeah, just yeah, pure joy, dude. I didn't. Uh, can I just say, you know, I was never a, a, a huge fan of Ezra Miller's Flash and his take on the Flash, but now I have a whole new appreciation for Ezra Miller's Flash. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it's so great to me too because like he, Ezra Miller's was Flash, he's going to get the name the Flash from Grant. Like, how cool is that? That's, That's that is amazing, and it's, it's been canonized. Like this, this yeah. is now canonized. Yeah. Um, so we need to address a couple of things about this scenario, right? Because the way in which this crossover happened in universe um because i remember as you were reacting i was i was watching you and you were kind of putting pieces together and i was trying to like i was ex- trying to i was, it was too busy picking my job off the floor most of the time <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so so the, the entire premise actually for that episode is is pretty fantastic because you know when you think about it yes they, they now exist in the vanishing point but they have a speedster and a time traveler with them which means that theoretically uh they can just go to the past before the actual crisis happened because it's not like crisis eradicated the past the past is still there so barry could theoretically go back the problem is and this is i think brilliantly done because they are in a vanishing point a place that exists outside of time that means it's a place that exists outside of the speed force which means that barry doesn't really have full access to the speed force like whatever he's doing is something entirely different or at least you know a a version of the speed force that it's not its full self um if it's there, he has no access to it. Think, uh, think to a certain extent, Eobard Thawne, when, uh, you know, before Barry got struck by lightning while he was stuck in the past, you know, he now lives in a, a, a situation where there's not enough speed force being generated for him to be able to convert it. So he can't really tap into it until that sequence when Barry comes back in time and all of a sudden he feels it because yeah. he's like, wait, <laughs> this is a presence I have not felt. <laughs> so I thought the way they did it, it, you know, where Barry could not get back to the past because he was no, he didn't have access to the speed force until the specter, an entity that exists outside of time and space is able to kind of supercharge him through a little boop on the head, which was cute, which I thought that was more of like a, you know, you've got the power in you all along because there wasn't any lightning or any transference or anything like that. I think it was just, a, you know, I would have been mad if there was lightning, actually, because the specter yeah. doesn't necessarily like he's not a speedster. You know, it's not really his thing. So it's more of like him dialing it in, right? I don't think he did anything. I just think he he, he booped him on the head and, and told him like believe in yourself, Barry, and run, Barry, run. Like that's all like, that's all he needed was somebody to tell him run, Barry, run. I think he I think he attached him to a cosmic power beyond that that he's normally accustomed to. Because if the speed force is essentially like a force of nature, uh, like there's a there's a you know um, there's like a spiritual cosmic nature that exists. Like how do I say this? So like there's wally west's in the comics his relationship with the speed force if i'm remembering correctly was always more of like a like almost like a pseudo spiritual connection to it but the way they've been playing the speed force is much more in tune with barry's take on it which is much more interdimensional and natural if you will like nature uh like literally a force of nature um so it would almost be like (laughs) a paladin using their connection to the light to fuel a druid connecting their power to nature. If I can go super nerd there for you. (laughs) So so the the way in which it's done should look and feel differently than if say another druid was powering up another druid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I see what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) I've probably lost like half our audience. Yeah. But but anyway, viewership numbers have declined. Yeah. (laughs) So they they handled this great. So they sent, some of them back to the past and the rest of them got trapped in the speed force along the way. So they're essentially not existing, you know, uh, in the past, they're literally existing in the speed force, which means 
that Ezra is, is, you know, Barry's not pulling Ezra into time or anything like that. Ezra is experiencing the speed force, probably not for the first time, but maybe he's like, this is, this is a pretty early Ezra. This is pre, uh, pre DC EU iterations of, of, of Ezra Miller. This is pre justice league, Ezra Miller flash experiencing the speed force and, and happens to run into Bar- another Barry Allen, our Barry Allen, the Barry Allen, who gives him the idea of the name Flash so that when he gets out of the Speed Force in his universe, which is in our past, in his past, or I guess his present, which is our past, uh, he now becomes the Flash because of that inspiration from Barry. So yeah. anybody who's looking at that and saying like, well, how could this be? You know, didn't this universe get destroyed? Yes. Theoret- I mean, not even theoretically. Yes. The DCEU got destroyed in crisis. We didn't see it happen, but since now it's canonically connected to this, it was one of the earths that got destroyed. So this happened, you know, time, you know, time, time travel, right? So, you know, Barry's present is Ezra's past. And that's when the moment that they met. Well, so, so I I didn't think in the speed force, not even outside of the speed force. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't think that uh, Ezra Miller's flash was called the flash in justice league. Uh, and and Jason uh, Jason Thompson in the chat posted an article from Screen Rant saying that Barry Allen isn't called the Flash in Justice League, and so I thought I I don't recall them. I mean, I, I it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I don't recall them calling him the Flash. Oh, interesting. All right, so theoretically, and then this could so, have happened after Justice League, so it's a little bit more nebulous. But it's early on in his career. I mean, that that's true. One way. Yeah, like, I, I'm think I'm thinking this happened, you know, because there hasn't been a Flash movie yet. There hasn't really been anything in the DCEU involving the Flash. Oh, do you think that means Grant? Oh, what if oh, Bell? Bell. If what? if Ezra, if his wish is granted and they actually, this thing ever sees the light of day, what if we get a chance to see Grant in that Flash movie? Oh, that'd be so great. That, that would be, be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Like that, that's what, that's why I'm hoping this is going. That's why I think, oh, that's why it's so, that's why it's so huge where, you know, they, Marvel had the opportunity and just kind of went like, eh, whatever. And then Warner Brothers was like, all right. <laughs> and they did it. And it was great. And it was well, awesome. After years. I mean, like, you know, this, this took some time and some doing. I, this, sure, sure, I guarantee sure. nothing behind the scenes was easy on any of this. And oh, I, no. I love that we got all of this and, and everything else. Man, all right. So let, let me tell you something else about Ezra. Not just appearing in this, but going full suit. Because that ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom yeah. Welling didn't put on a suit. Now he never put on a suit. But I'm just <laughs> but saying, Ezra, Ezra really likes the Flash. And he likes the Flash suit and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, that's I don't the see that. thing. I had a hard time getting behind him as Barry Allen. And the reality is, is that you know, Grant's Grant's take on Barry Allen is very different from the comic book Barry Allen. I, I'm sure. not opposed to the concept of there being different takes from that standpoint. But even Ezra's take, I was like, this is a little too kid goofy. I mean, it, it'd make a great Bart. He could be a good Wally. He'd make an incredible Bart but I'm just not feeling them for Barry. But I got to tell you, man, this in particular, it made me feel towards him the same way I felt towards, um, uh, what was the kid that played uh, Spider-Man before Tom Welling or Tom, uh, 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 Tom Welling. A <laughs> lot, lot of times oh, out there. Oh, uh, Andrew Garfield. All right. Andrew Garfield, when he showed up at Comic-Con, the, you know, when they were kind of announcing Spider-Man and everything, and he asked the first question in Comic-Con and he was disguised wearing the Spider-Man suit. And he yeah. pulls it off and he reveals who he is. I was very on the fence about him. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, no, this dude's a fan. This yeah. dude gets it. And this dude is willing to do this kind of stunt right here and now. And he got just real raw and honest about it, like what a, what a huge honor it is. I know Ezra's been tra- championing trying to get a Flash movie made. Like we've seen this. We've seen this happening. We've seen the rumblings and everything else. But to go on the crisis and put on the full suit for this cameo and to keep it secret but by the way i have no idea how they did that oh yeah like that 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 is the biggest shock to me at all is how they actually did this that's what guggenheim was like that's what he was sitting on when he was yeah. listening into our last crisis episode and me saying like ah he doesn't have anything it's just like oh there'll be another earth or whatever he was probably just sitting there being like wait for it wait well, for I, it i saw a- his tweet and it was like uh, you know, somebody said, "Hey, are there any more uh, you know, teasers you're going to give out before the 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 uh, the the final two episodes of Crisis?" And he was like, "I'm just going to let those secrets be secrets." And I'm like, "Uh, good play, good play, very 
excellent play, mind you. But I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what else could it be? I heard a lot of rumblings on the internet talking about, you know, we're going to have three Supermen on the screen together. Uh, and that, like, maybe Welling would put on the suit. That would have been crazy, too. But uh, I just did not see this coming at all. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And, okay. like, yeah. Oh, incredible. All right. I, yeah. I know we just like spent the environment like first quarter of the show <laughs> just like gushing on that. But honestly, that really was such a big mic drop moment. Um, and it was fantastic. Uh, you know, so there was a interestingly enough, the 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 events that occurred in the past with Supergirl and Ryan and Lex and kind of the pre monitor um, were what was driving the plot along, whereas the stuff in the, the speed force almost sent like. Uh, almost felt as if it was like a let's fill time you know with these other characters to keep them from the goal of the ultimate battle until it's time for the ultimate battle but i found the stuff in the speed force far more compelling than the stuff on the uh, alien planet yeah um you know there there are a lot of character moments there especially but you know i think batwoman had a good one. Oh yeah um, that was great yeah and there there's some there's some really good moments there uh and uh you know we got to see oliver more which was nice and kind of like you know go through periods of his history and whatnot um and so yeah th- those were those were really neat little moments and, th- and they yeah sure they were kind of you know trying to push some time forward but i still felt like we got something out of it that was no we got something great out of it it was entertaining and it was you know you're watching it and you're watching these scenes that we've seen before and it's impossible just not to compare this to Endgame, right? Because like it is that we're gonna time travel back to all of our greatest hits, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do a victory lap, if you will. And I gotta tell you, they earned it. They absolutely earned it to be able to go back and experience some of these moments. Uh, not just in the because they're setting up the idea that we're gonna have this kind of for Oliver moment at the end, and all of these characters need to understand or, or feel kind of a, a sense of connection with them before we can really have a justification for literally everybody to say for Oliver and go into the final battle. Um, but also, I mean like, no, they, 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 they super earned this. They, yeah. they, they, they done the work for sure. Yeah. Um, big battle. So anti-monitor um, versus the justice league, essentially what the just, uh, the paragons um, versus Oliver as the specter. Yeah. Thoughts on the way that all went down. Uh, so (laughs) the anti-monitor's army is just garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Shadow (laughs) demons are punks, man. Like what do you need a speeder speedster for? If Ryan's just sitting there, just like tapping, tapping dudes and like, Oh, this is the fight of our lives. It's like, is it Barry? Is this the fight of your lives? I mean, there's a lot of them, but like literally you tap them and they're gone. Ryan's not like, at first I thought Ryan Choi was going to be like, like, like hiding under a rock or something like that. Yeah. But no, he's throwing down without any superpowers whatsoever. So yeah, I'm reminded of a line from Aqua Teen Hunger Force when they're talking about this one person and they're like, oh, you could poke him with a pillow and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was essentially the thing. Actually, when uh, in, in the second episode, when they were attacking Ryan with the baby, I was like, just just point the baby at him. And yeah, like, yeah, you could just like show them the baby and they'll probably just explode. I mean, like, I don't know why he's so scared. It's like, dude, weren't you just like clocking these things like right. five minutes ago? And if they destroy on impact, maybe if they attack you, they had to kill themselves like a yeah, bumblebee like, or something yeah, they, they hit you and they blow up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so shadow demons are, are awful that's um that is true but they are but they are infinite which i think is really what we're supposed to kind of perceive as the main uh threats here um yeah you know I, I mentioned a while back you know oliver obviously he's an arrow guy uh he's not going to be able to take on a you know a space god or a space demon or what, what have you so him becoming the specter for this makes a lot of sense um and you know it works right like he comes back to us now as gandalf the white to turn the tide or or gandalf the green or specter the green on the third day look to the east yes and um and so yeah so as he's fighting the anti-monitor uh the paragons realize that there's only one way to to solve the problem bell and that's the care bear stare Yup. <laughs> that, that is literally what they did. Uh, they did the Care Bear Stare by focusing their love and humanity and hope and courage and truth and uh, other such things. What do you think about that? 
Well, I was hoping that they'd turn into Bebo, but uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, they're, they're about to do the Bebo thing. <laughs> and uh, we didn't get Bebo that episode, but we got Bebo the next episode. So that was great. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 not a it's not a CW show without uh, without like laser eye fights. And we had a laser eye fight. Um, oh, yeah, with- man. Uh, popularized by Harry Potter and perfected by the CW. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, I figured there was going to be something like that where the Paragons were going to do something uh, to, you know, unite their Paragonness uh, to fight evil and stuff. And so, yeah, you know, it's it's it is what it is. And, you know, it was fine. Uh, it's it's kind of, you know, the way they were going with it. And it's not like, you know. I mean, if you're watching Crisis, you're you're invested in these characters, and if it, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, Paragons doing the Care Bear stare—that's dumb. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's like if you're yeah. in it at this point, then sure, why not the Care Bear stare? I, I, yeah, I, I don't see anyone who's been watching these shows uh, for for the amount of time to be interested in watching this just historic crossover. Uh, actually, you know, uh, being mad at something like that. Like, exactly. you know, nobody's going to be like, well, I've never seen any of these shows before. Let's watch a five part crossover and just complain the whole time. That that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. It's like if this annoys you, you're not even here. And if you yeah. are and you're listening to a podcast dedicated to it, therapy, man, come on, get on that. Yeah, and I am yeah. assuming you're a man because come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, look, that was amazing. That was, that was, that was amazing. I think it works out. Okay. Um, although I did immediately post out the Care Bear stare gif and, uh, everybody got behind. Yeah. Yeah. And again, but it's not like I'm saying it's bad. It's just what it is. It does make you wonder though. Like, like, you know, cause I am watching this and everything else. I'm like, man, you know, you almost wish you could go back in time and be like, guys, y'all are going to be able to pull this off. You need an HBO level budget because like, this is not going this is not small. This is not small. And I mean they did it f- fantastically well all across the board. Um and the fight sequence is what it is and it works for what it is. And I you know even like carving the team down to the paragons makes a ton of sense too. It works it works really really well. Yeah. Um but man, you do almost kind of be like, man, I wish they had that HBO but money cuz like the things they could do with this would be would be incredible. But yeah. as you say, we're we're here for it and so um yeah more power to him. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so in the end, Oliver does, um, uh, sacrifice himself again, dies twice as all good, uh, TV heroes do. <laughs> and, um, in the process creates a new world. Now, Bell, we were moving into the, the final well, episode, universe, right? A new universe. Yeah, man. Okay. Earth prime. I love the way they started this episode. Now, this one, this is when you and I switched hats because immediately after the big battle, it was the hour of the switchover. And so you went from your live stream and I had to start my live stream. And mine starts like it's funny because if you go in on Facebook and you can still watch both of our, our live streams. But uh, mine starts with like me just glued to the screen. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's already happening. So I don't even get to do the ha ha. I'm, I'm Bo and la da 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 da. I'm just like in it all, all the way in it. And it was so beautifully disorienting. You had no idea what was going on. Did you have any idea what was going on? Uh, I mean, like, I figured, yeah, this is the new universe that he created and that there's going to be some issues there. And when everybody was starting to say, it's like, what do you mean your Earth? It's like, uh, we've always lived on the same Earth. And uh, see, that's know. the thing, though. You didn't know at first. Like, at first, they go back and, you know, we, we, we feel like we're on Supergirl's Earth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Like there's there's an added weight to that because her earth dying was was kind of the the earth that carried the biggest weight with it with them yeah. trying to um you know save everybody and save as many people as they could and and that sort of thing. And so, you know, from that standpoint, you know, seeing a return to her her supporting cast and locations and everything, this was this was huge. This was the confirmation that the team won. Yeah. But there was still a question mark. She goes around. She's talking to some different people. She's trying to figure out what's going on. We find like out Lex Luthor being, you know, a hero and getting the Nobel Peace Prize and, and stuff. beloved by everybody. This is not a surprise yeah. to anybody outside of uh, herself and, and uh, the Martian Manhunter, man. She's uh, she's like, what's what's uh, what's going on? So you're, you're immediately feeling kind of some Flashpoint esque vibes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the world, you know, is the same, but different. Well, especially with that, you're kind of like, OK, what did Lex do? 
Well, exactly right. Making a little yeah. bit of uh, some footnotes. He had a little bit more of that page of destinies, just like scratching him in there as he's uh, focusing it and everything. So it did feel like there was very much kind of like, okay, maybe we are back to business as usual, but the changes are going to be kind of more like flash flashpoint uh, because Lex did a little, you know, little uh, uh, annotations here and there. But then they get a call because something's going on. And we immediately cut, and it, it feels very different because it's shot differently. We, we immediately cut to what we might think is the Flash's Earth, right? We might be back on Earth 1 because here she is, Weather Witch, on the scene, uh, you know, throwing down lightning. And we're like, okay, so do we just jump Earths? But I got to tell you, man, I had my eyes like turned on to maximum. As soon as those cop cars came over and they said National City, I was like, yes, yeah. we are here. <laughs> this has happened. We got a joined earth of multiple earths that had come before black lightning supergirl the legends arrow flash now existing on the exact same earth earth prime uh a new universe that encompasses one can imagine most if not all of what has come before on each individual shows now all have kind of a shared uh earth and universe with some pretty big and really special changes for one thing Oliver undid Flashpoint. Diggle got his daughter back. Oh, wait. I didn't notice that. What? That was huge. I can't believe you didn't notice that. I might have been. I don't know. Uh, He's got both his kids. His son is there and his daughter comes around. And I'm like, what? What do you, you know what? This is great. I, if I'm remembering correctly, first his daughter walks up and I'm like, oh, Ollie undid Flashpoint. And then the son's there too. And I'm like, oh, he gets both his kids. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know how, how I missed that. Yeah. So that that was that was pretty great. I love that. That's that such a little gift because to me, um, I mean, arguably Cisco's brother dying, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, like, you know, one of the biggest costs of Flashpoint uh, from a universal standpoint was Diggle's daughter. Because that was the thing. They were like, oh, this will have lasting effects on other shows. And realistically, the only thing that it was was Diggle's daughter. But that's not a small thing. That's that's an entire life that's been wiped yeah. out. And so to have a to have a restoration of uh, his daughter without losing uh, their post-Flashpoint son, I think is really, really special. And I love that that happened. Um, let's hope there's not another crucial universe again, because otherwise Diggle's going to have like more kids he didn't. <laughs> He didn't plan on having. <laughs> right. At some point, Barry and Ollie are going to have to start paying child support here because, like, where did these kids come from, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, I, I did. I thought that was great. Yeah, that, that was pretty neat. Like, uh, it, it was really interesting because I'm sitting there going because I, I, I had figured that what they were going to do is they were going to uh, merge all the all the worlds down. And so, yeah, as soon as I saw Weather Witch, when we were presented with the notion of being on Super Supergirl's Earth, I was like, all right, they did it. This is awesome. And then, of course, seeing the the cop cars there and Barry showing up and everything, you know, they confirmed it. But uh, so I, I, I kind of I kind of had the feeling that they're going to just, you know, unite all the CW uh the, the the Arrowverse into one Earth, and I'm so mm. glad that they did it. And a now, true Arrowverse, because it was literally yeah. created by Oliver Queen's Green Arrow. I mean, admittedly Spectre at the time, but still. Yeah, yeah, and and so yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's it, the Arrowverse is now the Arrowverse, and as created by the Green Arrow, <laughs> so it's pretty neat. Yes. Uh, and and, it, and of course, they also, uh, you know, that we still have the other universes. They all they went through and and kind of showed us scenes from. Uh, the other DC shows and the Earths that they reside in and things like that. So there's there's not, you know, every, everything's been restored back. Uh, really, the main yes. the biggest change here is that the Arrowverse is now on one Earth. Yes, I mean, that's that's the biggest change, but the restoration of all the Earths that came before. Now, this this is important, man, for a number of reasons. One thing is that it, it uh, hopefully comforts everybody who is worried that their favorite television show from back in the day was wiped out in this crossover. Let's be clear. It was wiped out in this crossover. However, it was also restored in this crossover. So, yes, Batman 66, Holy Crimson, Red Skies of Death, uh, they survived. They're all alive. Everything's good. Um, The big moment that really confirmed this to me was the Teen Titans. The fact that we actually saw them before and we saw them after. To me, that's kind of the the broad communication that every every Earth that we saw before still exists post-crisis. That the multiverse was saved um, and this new Earth was created as they didn't say this, but I mean, I do get the sense that this new earth is really the, the center. I mean, they, it's not even earth one. This is earth prime. This is the center of the multiverse. Yeah. And that means bell that not only like, it, it's not just that those universes were destroyed. They are now, they are not now all canonically connected. 
every single DC live action property that has ever come or ever will be is now canonically connected through this event. How incredible is that? I mean, think about that. Like literally there are movies that have not even been made that whose creators aren't even writing right now. And yet they are canonically connected to this because the, the live action multiverse like exists and is like secure because of this moment in time and this this event that we just witnessed. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it, it really kind of, you know, lends itself to what was set up in the, in the comics, right? You know, they had all these different universes just like DC right now has or Warner Brothers DC has all these different universes and stuff. And so, you know, things were getting kind of convoluted and, you know, people were like, oh, well, well, uh, you got Henry Cavill, Superman, and then you got, you know, Brandon Routh, Superman, and then you got, you know, uh, uh, all these other different things here. And it's like, no, yeah, yeah, sure we do. And like, it's all a multiverse and it's all connected. And, uh, uh, like, like, and I mean that for real, not, not, not the Marvel is all connected. Like this is, they, they have, they have literally made everything all connected. And, and yeah. I think this is, the, this is the perfect, um property to do it because the the whole you know crisis on infinite earths comic book line originally you know dealt with this same kind of thing mm. uh and and so it's it's very poetic to see it on on uh on on the on the on the tv right like to see this giant crossover kind of pay homage to that and to to also link them all together uh we didn't we didn't bring everything down to one universe we still have our other universes out there but all of those universes are um there because of the Arrowverse, yeah. and I just think that's that's super cool, and it, it was a really neat way for them to kind of bring all of that together. Yeah, man. I mean, it's great. They even had Swamp Thing in this, as uh, Jason is pointing out in the in the chat right now. I mean, just absolutely, yeah. Absolutely Doom creative. Patrol, Swamp Thing, Star uh, Star Girl. Which, by the way, I don't I don't think you know I've I've not watched any of the promotional material for that series. I, I thought it was a little bit of a weird idea of making star girls earth different from this earth after they just did the work to connect all these current running series yeah uh, so that was a little odd to me but regardless um yeah i didn't know that stripe was gonna be in star girl so that's kind of cool uh yeah and and uh terrell also mentioned on there you know we had gleek <laughs> so we got the wonder twins are coming i guess <laughs> uh, that that's interesting it'll be um that yeah anyway that'll be interesting to see exactly what uh, what, what what comes from that yeah. Um, okay, so with this man, not only do we get, uh, you know, you mentioned Bebo. Bebo did show up when when they heard like the the stomping and everything. I actually thought I was like, what is it going to be, Bebo? And then it was Bebo, and yeah. it was great. So <laughs> it was cool. wonderful. Glad it's always good that. to see Bebo. Yeah, yeah, very uh, very good. You got the uh, the legends. Got some uh, more of the legends. Actually, got kind of proper representation this uh, this episode as well. Um, okay, so they did it. Earth Prime is here. The universes are fully connected, not just the universe is connected. They now exist in the same Earth. Uh, we can have crossovers. We can have a Batwoman, uh, Supergirl crossover on a regular. We can have, you know, Barry and Kara continuing like the best bro relationship ever, which like go back every single time Barry wants to show something to some like somebody. Look how excited Kara is compared to everybody else. And the same thing, whenever Kara wants to show something to every, every, somebody, everybody else, look how excited Barry is compared to everybody else. Like yeah. they, they are the wonder twins. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they, they have such like the best chemistry uh, and dynamic of everybody. I love it so much. But anyway, they, uh, when Barry does kind of showcase the table and they're all sitting around the justice league table, Man, they, you know, I talk, talk about earning moments that right there, man, they did some work to get there. Like, yeah, we saw the the Hall of Justice, you know, the future Hall of Justice, Star Labs, Warehouse, whatever you want to call it. Like what? That was the second crossover, right? I think so. Yeah. Second or third, depending on, you know, whether or not you consider the uh, Arrow versus Flash as the first one. But yeah, I mean, like this is this has been like a long game they've been playing here and to finally get there. And to finally have like a legit Justice League legitimately existing on one Earth, because it was always weird when they were on different Earths, but now it's real and now it's here. Bell. And it's and it's so neat to me because like I, I, I knew that's where they're going with it, right? I knew they were gonna like combine all the all the uh Arrowverse shows to one earth one earth so they could do a Justice League thing. And even still, like like the surprises in this episode or, or in this crossover were just still like, you know, draw dropping. And, and, and it was just so great to see it because like, yeah, it's one thing to think that it's going to happen. It's another thing to see it. And like it's real and it's happening. And so, you know, we're going to have a Justice League here soon. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, here's my thing. I hope going forward that they treat the Justice League like it's a real thing. 
Like this crossover hopefully gave them the, 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 the proof, like the validation that they need to really lean into the concept of the justice league here. Um, you know, I think the latter seasons of, of Smallville, which never did the justice league to this effect. And yet it was celebrated for what it did at the time with the, an episode called justice. Like it, it really, you started feeling the reality that there's a justice league out there and that they are operating. I'm really hoping they do this here from now on in these series. Yes. Flash has his adventures. Yes. Black lightning has his adventures. Yes. Supergirl has her adventures. Batwoman has her adventures and, and all the rest. Like, yes, they are going to have their own adventures, but it would be great to have like actively in the background league business going on or things being referenced or something of that nature where plot lines, even, even next season, man, like having some sort of B plot in all the series leading up to a need for the justice league to assemble again, like in, in a, in a full capacity and not just like in, in minor team ups like Starro, like Starro. Oh my gosh. That'd be incredible. Like that. Yeah. That's, that's it, brilliant. Bell. That's, that is the exact way that you follow up this, this crossover is do Starro. Yeah, but you know, like that's the thing, right? Like not only that, uh, it, it allows them opportunities to develop other characters uh, because you could have a thing where it's like, you know, Barry's like, all right, I'm going to go, uh, we're meeting up, doing a Justice League thing, going to take care of some, maybe not fight anybody, but like do some Justice League business. And so Barry's gone. And so now we have an opportunity for Cisco or Frost or Ralph uh, or Iris to get some, you know, some development time yeah. uh, without needing the Flash and giving a proper excuse as to why he's not there. Um, and, and of course that, that can, that can be good and that can also be bad because then you have to, you know, you got to think about things as well. Why don't they just call the rest of the justice league? You know, well, <laughs> so, because they're so all, it's, it's, I, I yeah, never, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. I don't sword. like that argument though. I never liked that argument for the Avengers either. Like when everybody's like, well, why don't they just call this per this situation? It's like, well, maybe that hero is out dealing with their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they always address it, right? They always address it and it's usually satisfactory. Like, you know, in, in, uh, uh, Spider-Man far from home. Uh, they, uh, you know, that was all part of Mysterio's plot was to make sure that they didn't call the Avengers in because they'd see through it immediately. Right. Sure. And, and so, you know, like, and that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I'm not one to say, uh, you know, oh, they should just call the justice league in every single time. Uh, but I, I think it's, it's one of those things where you can, you can safely say based on watching the shows that, you know, there's things that they have to do in national city. There's things yeah. they have to do in central city. There's like, you know, uh, uh, all these different, you know, things going on. And so there's not always an opportunity where a threat is big enough for them to, you know, converge and, and take it on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think you, you, you need to be careful about how you address it you don't just hand wave it away but uh it's 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 just so cool that we have that now we have the opportunity and the ability to kind of like explore those stories yes and i really hope they do man i really hope they do so i'm excited for what the future holds here they've really set themselves up in a big way which is great because it was such a great conclusion to everything that had come before in terms of especially with arrow um and really does set everything up for a new day and a new uh, age of uh, of television uh, heroes, man, and so I'm I'm excited to see where it all goes, and um, you know I, I I think there's just a ton to look forward to, you know, uh, new series as well, you know, Star Girl, um, uh, Green Lantern, you know, that was also uh, you know seen at, in the final moments as well. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, Green Lanterns, absolutely. There's a Green Lantern Earth, and who knows if that's going to be movies or that's going to be TV. Uh, I think that's TV. I, that's right. Sure that's, that's right. No, they did it. They did announce the Green Lantern show. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes together. You know, you, you mentioned Starro before. If they did Starro, I would love for them to do Aquaman, and I think it would be amazing if they got Justin Hartley to play Aquaman. So Justin Hartley Bell was uh, was the Green Arrow of Smallville. Okay, but he got the gig because at the time they were trying to do a Smallville esque Aquaman show where he was originally cast as Aquaman. but then that show they did a pilot it never got picked up. it was a pretty decent pilot but it never got picked up and then they were like hey this kid's good let's um let's put him in his green arrow that's that that's what's another blonde hero we could throw him in as (laughs) and uh, and he was a great green arrow but i think it'd be great if they actually kind of as a as a great kind of homage actually had him come into this universe as aquaman and while we're at it get tom welling as uh as batman uh because he wants he wants to be bruce wayne we need a bruce wayne and I think that would be amazing if they got those characters in. If we can have freaking, you know, uh, JWS like rolling around as Henry Allen, we can have Tom Welling as Batman. We can have Justin Hartley as Aquaman. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. <laughs> Round out that table even more. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good deal. Uh, man, any other thoughts on um, 
on Crisis. I, I'm excited uh, because you know Christy couldn't watch the first hour and she came in like the last half of the second one. So, <laughs> so I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, she she she's seen the first three, right? Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I'm excited to rewatch them again tonight. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds. I mean, Lex in this in this reality, man, Lex could be a villain that Flash has to deal with down the line. Well, it, we're, we're gonna have President Lex for sure. Oh man, you think so? And like. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's the whole deal. Like, he, he's now alive, and he's now got a good reputation. And um, so we're going to have President Lex, which is, you know, there's all sorts of stories that... that Bell, that. can they just shave his beard? Like, I think I would get, it would go a long way with me and I this character he, if they would just shave his beard. I think he'd look weird bald without a beard. It's just weird for me seeing Lex with a beard. Hey, I'm bald with a beard. Yeah, but you're not, not like evil. You're, you're, you're amazing. Yeah, no, because Oliver rewrote the world. And I used to be this really bad dude. Now I'm not. I don't think that one is an Oliver decision. <laughs> I think that was a Lex Luthor decision. I think he, I think like you said at the beginning, I think he, um, since the idea was that they were all channeling through him, through the page of destiny, I think, uh, and also at the moment he had kind of monetary-esque powers that access to, I think that was a Lex Luthor edition. Yeah, I, so... Which means there's going to be some repercussions about that further down the line, which I'm sure we'll see maybe later in the season, maybe later. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. But it'll be neat to see the repercussions from that. Yep. All right, man. Well, good stuff. We've got a lot to look forward to. A lot of uh, things going on before we before we kind of uh, wrap up, though. I do want to ask, you know, we, we've got nothing into this new half of the, this next half of the season. <laughs> yeah. Like absolutely it, not. we might as well be like back at episode one, season one. No clue what's what's going to happen, really. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Other than Sue Dibney is going to pop pro- probably show up at some point. Um, who do you, I mean, like, do you think that we're going to see any fallout from crisis playing a significant role in the second half of um, the flash? I mean, like, you know, vibe got powered up, but we don't really have a confirmation as to whether or not vibe has powers post earth prime. Right. Yeah. We have no idea. Um, or post crisis. I mean, that's essentially the world that we live in is a post crisis world. And honestly, like it's it, Oliver could have just been like, yeah, you know what? You like your powers now and you got them permanently. So deal with it. Uh, and, I don't and, know that he was that craftsmanship in all this. I think he was like molding two earths together. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess he did have phenomenal cosmic powers. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, that that's going to be interesting to see. And and, and how are they going to deal with it? Like, is, is it going to be a thing where, where Barry's going to be like, I thought you gave up your powers. He's like, give up my powers. Why would I do that? And Barry's like, oh, OK. Cool. Welcome back, Vibe. (laughs) I'm just not going to talk about how that was a huge thing for you and how you just kind of like stopped uh, being a superhero. Uh, (laughs) You know, the the sequence where they kept on having to, uh, you know, where uh, Jean was going and like, you know, booping everybody on the head and giving them their memories back, that got pretty old pretty quickly. And I was actually on the live stream making fun of it. (laughs) But then I kind of remembered something, Belt. Do you remember a webcomic we used to do called The Brogues? Yes. Do you remember Fast Point? A uh, uh, oh yeah, a way way too over the top. Uh, uh, volume two of that that uh, webcomic. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So uh, like for the crowning achievement for the ninety nine point nine nine percent of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Bell and I used to do a webcomic called The Brogues. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of a parody uh, of what if the uh, supervillains were millennials and and that sort of thing because we we're millennials and so we were having kind of some fun with that. And um, we told a story where um you know a, a new universe was created and all of the brogues who were kind of our, our quote-unquote heroes uh were alternate versions of themselves but they all had to learn that they were living in a universe that was created and so we literally had an object called the MacGuffin stone that was <laughs> <laughs> that was passed along to each one and like there's so many different issues with just somebody holding it and it going zoot <laughs> with them yeah. getting their memories and I was like, I can't bash this writing. I've literally written this myself. <laughs> well, perhaps we should, uh, I don't know, sue some people for stealing our ideas. Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> yeah. MacGuffin Martian. Anyway, uh, fantastic crisis, an amazing achievement, and our hats off to all the folks responsible. Um, what, a, what a pleasure it was to enjoy this. Gave us the excuse to do some things we've never done before in terms of like a live uh, a live watch party in Austin, a, a live streaming party uh, for this one. And who knows, maybe in the future, this might open the door for some different things, maybe for uh, some finales down the line or who knows, man, maybe next year we'll do a, a house party. That's a grandma Esther's house party, uh, a holiday party in, in Houston. And that, that could be fun. 
Yeah, and we all just get trashed. I think that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Or, I mean, in the summer, really, everybody's like, why, why are you doing this in the holidays? Nobody wants to travel to you during the holidays. Do it during the summer. We'll, we'll come to you during the summer. But anyway. I'm, dad, I'm, uh, what was it? What did I? Oh, man, I can't remember what I, what I had. It was like uh, Grandma Esther's extravagant backyard barbecue bonanza or something yeah no we, we'll, we'll go up with something it'll be great but anyway at some point we'll do another uh, event like that when uh uh hopefully hopefully with it's better more travel friendly to everybody and um yeah and beyond that uh, who knows there might be some more live watch parties again we will have to see what has to come but hey uh all of this by the way is possible because of those of you supporting the show at patreon.com slash tv talk as i mentioned we've got a new goal that we're trying to reach before the end of the season and that is we want to create a uh, Earth 90 Flash TV Talk uh, during the hiatus. Uh, that can only happen with your support. So head over to patreon.com slash TV Talk. By doing so, you get access to our uh, our Discord and theoretically some art from Bell. Not theoretical, but Bell, yeah. get on <laughs> that, buddy. It's it's coming. I'm sorry. You're making us uh, look bad. We're professional podcasters. Professional. I know. I'm just too professional. Yeah. So I have to make it perfect. I'll put it this way. Perfect. Oh, I, here we go. Either, either, <laughs> either that art, either that art will be uh, in the mail by the end of this season, or I will send you all Bell's personal cell phone number. Uh, so patreoncom slash TV talk. I love the fact you didn't even just react to that. <laughs> That's harassment, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Do your job and I won't. <laughs> anyway, so patreon.com slash TV talk. It's only harassment if you don't do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe uh, I'll throw in some extra art too. Who knows? Uh, that that I think would be definitely appropriate and amazing. Uh, you can also follow us during the week. I'm at the real Bo York Bell is at ring that bell. At Flash TV Talk is the place to do it. You know what? Why don't I just do the actual outro? That'd be a good thing to do. Hey, that works. Yeah. Uh, for all of this and more, you can follow us at Flash TV Talk. But if 240 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's B-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And for live video streams and great discussion and fun pictures of Bell, head over to Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And y'all, this has been an amazing experience, this crisis uh, uh, TV talk and all the, the fun episodes that have come around with it. Shout out, uh, special thanks, by the way, to everybody who's tuning in live right now at Facebook.com slash TV talk. Don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.